So today uh, I'm actually uh, continuing with the series about the kingdom of God. And you might ask if you missed a little bit of the series, what is the kingdom of God? This expression in the Bible, what does it mean? Well, basically the kingdom of God is Jesus coming on earth. That's the good news of the kingdom coming when he came on earth. And when Jesus came on earth, the heaven has come as well. And that means that there's a new king in town that now we can choose between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. We can choose to be rescued by Jesus. Jesus can rescue us from uh, the darkness, the kingdom of darkness. And what happens is Satan has been stripped away from his power. Amen. That's what happened. So the kingdom of God is at work now on mm. earth because mm. Jesus has come and we can mm. be reconciled with God and we can choose to live under the ruling of these kids, kings who has so many different values, mm. who is compassionate, who mm. basically his purpose is to free us mm. so that we will be restored to a new life and he wants to give us a brand new life and expression of life Amen. and that's the kingdom of heaven. Amen. We've already seen that the kingdom of heaven does not work like the earth. Okay, so one of big example is, you know, when you have a massive problem, say this is a problem, right? Uh, usually speaking, humanly speaking, you want to look at the problem and say, okay, how am I going to solve this? You know, think about a Rubik's Cube. What is the formula? Amen. I need to understand how it works. I want to be in control, I want to be in charge, and I want to untangle these things. Kingdom of God, do you know what he says, Jesus? He says, okay, you've got the problem, fine. Seek first the kingdom of God. Amen. Turn your eyes upon him. Seek first the kingdom of God. Yeah, the problem is still there, by the way. But seek first the kingdom of God. Unload your burden unto me. Amen. Okay? And Amen. I will take care of you. Amen. I will provide for what you need. Amen. So the kingdom of God is a lot about trusting him. Amen. And it's a lot about surrendering our, our lives. We've seen and we've got to believe like children again. Amen. That's what the kingdom of God is about. And today I'm going to look at another aspect of the kingdom of God. We're going to see that one of the reasons the kingdom of God is so different is it does not work at all like on earth. It Amen. has a supernatural dynamic Amen. to it. Amen. Okay. Something is going on in the kingdom that we cannot fully understand because it comes from heaven. So we're going to see it's very different. different. And Jesus explained this mysterious way of working of the kingdom by compa comparing the kingdom of God to the working of a seed. Amen. And that's what I'm looking at today. The kingdom of God works like a seed. And we're going to unpack that. So I've got three short readings. There we go. Three passages. First, the growing seed in Mark. So you can read uh, with me. I'm not a very good reader in English. I'm just warning you. This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soul produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the seagull to it because the harvest has come. So in this parable, what's interesting is once the seed is planted, 
you know, whatever the laborer does, sleeping mm. or working or whatever, mm. the day, the night, mm. something is already happening. Amen. The seed is already growing, Amen. okay? And it comes to full mat maturity mm. by itself. So the laborer just wait for the harvest to be there and then start to work on the harvest. We, I mean, you know, we understand a little bit that, you know, seed need good soil and rain mm. and all of that. We understand that. But actually, do you understand how life springs from a seed? Do you understand that? No, we don't. That's like the kingdom. It's a little bit of like a mystery, right? So the same idea is the second parable. So in the mustard seed in Mark, so there's actually this um, parallels in two uh, uh, passages in the Bible, in Mark and in Matthew, mm. and they're very, very similar. So it says, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like, or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, mm. which is the smallest of all seeds on earth, yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches. Mm. So I think Matthew's version say, like a tree. Mm. The bird can perch in his shade. Mm. So the idea is reinforced. The smaller, smaller, smaller seed mm. is planted in the kingdom mm. and it becomes the largest plant. Mm. So much so that animals can find shade, can find shelter. So it produces blessing to the surrounding. That's what the parable is about. And finally, the parable of the yeast in Matthew 13. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. Again, a small seed is activated and transform the whole dough to make bread. Hey. Okay, that small seed, the power of that small seed. So what can we learn from this? First of all, you might wonder, what is the seed? Because you know, in some parable, in the parable of the sower, for example, we know that the seeds are the message of God. So we know that it's the word of God who spreads. You remember that story? And then some receive it well, some don't receive it, some um, receive it, but it's, it's it's been stolen away, uh, etc., by the whirring of life. Mm. So in that parable, the seed is clearly uh, the message, the word of God. In the parable of the weeds that uh, Jamie actually did um, a few weeks ago, the seeds are actually the agents of the kingdom. It's us. So we are in the world, and we are the seeds, and we are growing the kingdom. I would say in this parable, Jesus does not tell us what are the seeds. But he equates the seeds as the working of the kingdom. Amen. All right? Amen. So it means that the seeds here, pretty much when Jesus comes, when he speaks, when his ruling comes, when heaven comes, what you can expect is growth and transformation. Even a tiny small thing that comes from him at the beginning, that small deposit coming from the kingdom, will produce the greatest transformation and fruit. That's what the parables are about. So the seeds here could be anything initiated by Jesus. Amen. Okay? So for example, it gives you a word at, at work for someone, that's a seed. For example, you are sleeping at night and one day gives you a dream. 
that is actually a solution for your business Amen. or a, a word of wisdom Amen. that's a seed Amen. okay uh, one day you know you really feel you bring the, the gospel to someone Amen. and you have you know you and you just plant a seed Hallelujah. okay one day you think you jesus saying to you oh you know that project you heard about so financially in that that's a seed that's yeah. a financial seed so whatever the king is asking you to do or whatever you bring as a christian with the holy spirit which is of the value of heaven Amen. or the kingdom of heaven <coughs> that's a seed Hallelujah. it doesn't have to be just i'm preaching the gospel Amen. it's a lot of things Amen. which is on the cover of whatever is in life for example you love someone well that's a seed because god is love Hallelujah. okay so heaven's deposit is powerful and it, it has its own dynamic and what i'm going to dig out a little bit is what can we learn about this dynamic in the kingdom the dynamic of the seed okay and i've got five points okay all right first anything that comes from jesus or that belongs from the kingdom is alive hallelujah put it in the right environment put it under the right condition and it will activate it will take a course Amen. on itself hallelujah. we it's mysterious we cannot understand it but that's what happened the seed is planted whatever the laborer does mm. it activates Amen. and something will start to grow beautiful it, had, it, it has its own dynamic. It has its own power. We can't really fully understand, mm -hmm. but it will come eventually to, to mat maturity. Okay? So, um, a very funny t testimony of mine is a few years ago, um, I, I, I was really bothered by a very small thing, which I had varicose on my feet. Okay, I've, I've given this t testimony before. It was a small thing, but in it I realized, hold on. Jesus loves me so much that he cares for the thing I care. And that was my revelation. What has been really kind of like, say, oh, wow, he would care about that. If he bothers me, he cares about it. So I was sitting in a room with eight or nine women, and I was just telling them, I declare to my feet that Jesus was caring about my feet, so he should be healed. And I was doing that every night as I was going to bed because no treatment had worked. And I was telling that to those women. Unknown to me in the room, two or three women had the similar problem of varicose on their feet. And they didn't tell me at all, but they went away and said, Jesus, if you care about Rachel's feet, you probably care about my feet too. Amen. All right? So, can you see how it was? It was a small seed. Mm. I just told them my testimony. I have no control of what's going to happen after that. But somehow, something happened. And they went away and basically... That little seed of me telling my testimony was the seed that activated the miracle for someone else. It's alive. It's alive. So you decide to love one person well, and you, you might know that, I mean, next thing you know, the whole family can be saved. You, you have no idea. You planted that little seed, and it's alive. Look at Heidi Baker. Okay, she always said, I just started to love the person in front of me. I went to Mozambique, I saw there was a lot of orphans. I care for those orphans, one by one. And God gave us, literally, the nation of Mozambique. Now she's building a university in an orphanage. And she's training pastors. And 
you know. But she started with a tiny seat. I, I just decided to love the one in front of me. Listen, it's not just Heidi Becker. We've got Kipchu sitting here. Amen. 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 Kipchu, one day, you have this idea. I'm going to bless the children of Sierra Leone by, you know, bringing books, whatever. This little seed from Hallelujah. God. And God is taking it Amen. and he's going to another. It Amen. could happen to Amen. anything Amen. we do with the kingdom of God. Yeah. It's alive. Amen. Who knows what's next? It's alive. Now, it's alive. And the second point is it will grow. It will grow from small to large. Okay. I'm super intrigued by the mustard seed so much so that I went to study a little bit because I couldn't understand how a mustard seed could become a large plant. I just couldn't get it um, because I went to see uh, some gardeners. You know, I know nothing about garden uh, gardening, honestly, and I don't like it. I've got to be honest. <laughs> but uh, these guys were saying it, so I went into chat rooms and things, and I, I looked at what they were saying. I said, "Mustard seed do not grow like trees." That's what they were saying. Actually, we could probably agree that normally mustard seeds are are like plants. In the best case, they might just grow a bit like a bush. Uh, but usually, they want two meters. That's the average, one to two meters, and then. They do, um, you know that, they do like a, a, a year and then you just cut them and you take the fruit and that's, the, that's what you have, okay? So, uh, so there was a lot of debate. Can they become a tree? Can they not become a tree? You know, normally they don't grow with bark and trunks and big branches. That's normally not what, what happens. But I found out that the, um, sorry, I'm reading it very carefully, the Salvador Persia, Make me look clever, right? The Salvador Persia, an evergreen sort of mustard seed, when it's planted in the right condition and left for a long time, okay, it can reach nine meters high, 30 feet high. But not only it grows like this, but it grows like this, providing a lot of sheds. But do you know how, how long it takes? <laughs> 20 to 50 years. All right, so I'm, I'm, I actually find pictures for you. There we go. So that's my normal mustard seeds that normally I know about, right? But that tree is there, okay? This could go really high and really like this, providing a lot of shades. And it takes 20, 30 years. You see, I think the point here is the kingdom of God is that it's the tiniest deposit that can grow beyond all expectation, beyond what we think is humanly possible. It could grow. Nothing is impossible. It could grow so high, beyond the capacity that we're even thinking of. Okay? But it, might not, it doesn't mean you will see that. It could be for the next generation. You might not see it, but it will grow because that's Amen. the promise of God. Amen. That's very important because Amen. sometimes we're not very patient, right? Okay? But it will grow. It might take time, but it will grow. Okay? So it's alive and it can grow beyond our expectation. And my third point is actually that when it grows, it literally touches everything and it transforms everything 
that is surrounding it. So like the, like the yeast in the dough, transform all the ingredients, like the tree that grows and all the birds can come and perch in his shed. Okay? So here we have a picture of a tree starting to impact the surrounding, providing shade for animals, providing shelter from the sun. Yeah? We can find a similar picture I found in Daniel chapter 4. In Daniel chapter 4, Daniel has actually a dream about Nebuchadnezzar and he compares the empire of Nebuchadnezzar as, as this, as a big tree that has big branches and the birds can come and nest on it. I mean, it turns out then, you know, the prophetic word is not so positive because Nebuchadnezzar is not really listening to, to God. But here, what I think this parable is saying is once a small living agent of the kingdom is initiated, okay, he could actually reach out the whole ecosystem around it. Essentially, it speaks of the king and his kingdom to grow so much and so strong that it will universally bring prosperity. Universally. So what I mean by that is, okay, somebody gets saved. The whole family will get impacted whether they decide to become a Christian or not. They will get impacted for good. Okay? They, they, they're not asking for it. They might not. They might even reject God, but they will get impacted for good. Amen. Amen. You, so, you know, that's the goodness of the kingdom. Uh, a business owner decides to apply the kingdom principle to their business. They want to apply fairness. They want to treat their employees well. It will impact everybody. It will impact the employees. It will impact the way they deal with their customers. It will impact their suppliers. Everything, because they decided to the rules of the kingdom here universally there's there's there will be blessing okay now uh, you decide to bring the love of Jesus at work your colleagues will be impacted the customers are going to buy your boss will be impacted if you're the boss your employee will be impacted you decide to start to pray for the sick People will get ill whether they Hallelujah. want God or not. Hallelujah. Jesus did it, you know. He, 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 there was, um, was it the blind, ten, ten blind people? Hallelujah. Le lepers, Conf confusing. Ten lepers, you know. He, he kind of healed them and only one comes back and says thank you. So it's the universality of the kingdom is so good. Mm. It's, do you know why it is? It's because we don't deserve it. No one deserves it. So God is like, come, test yeah. and see. Yeah. Come, Amen. test and see how good I am. Okay? So the kingdom is about regenerating everything. Us as Christians, if we bring the kingdom of God around, we could rege regenerate all the SEA team. We can. We can. There is a big difference, though between human strategy and God's strategy. Very big difference. You know, at the time of the, we were discussing that with Jimmy, it was very interesting. Uh, you know, at the time of the parable, so the, the, the Jewish people, they're listening to Jesus, they, they're trying to decide, is he the Messiah or not? But in their mind, 
they think the Messiah will come and will bring the kingdom by overthrowing the Roman. So what they're expecting is expecting people uh, that Jesus is going to rank warriors, basically. Amen. They're expecting Amen. Jesus to be Amen. an army, and they're expecting a big battle, and they're expecting mm. the Roman mm. to lose. That's what they're expecting. Mm. Okay? Mm. But Jesus uh, just came as a baby. <laughs> All right? And he didn't build an army. That was not what he came for. So, I mean, now we know that. So think about today. How can we bring the kingdom of God? Okay, I know. Jesus, I've got a strategy. <laughs> I'm going to get on God TV. Amen. Right? Uh, right? Where is my TikTok account? Yeah. I better build up my social media because I know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not against, by the way. You know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, we could make a human strategy. Today, it's true that to reach out people, you have to become an influencer. Right? But shockingly, shockingly, Jesus come and say, start by planting small seeds. Amen. That's what he says. Start by planting small seeds. Small seeds of the kingdom. That's a radical idea, right? Amen. That's a radical Amen. idea. Amen. It does remind me a lot um, of another passage about a mustard seed. You know, Jesus once told the disciple after they failed to cast a, dem a demon uh, out of a boy, uh, and that's in Matthew 17. He said, truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to here, and it will move. Amen. Nothing is impossible Amen. for you. Yes? Amen. A faith as small as a mustard seed. There's the same promise here. Tiny, tiny little thing. Who goes, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. I will tell you, the kingdom of God works on faith. It works on faith. It starts by a small thing, a seed, and it's all it takes. And listen, it's not about your amount of faith. Amen. Obviously not, because Amen. the story says, but even if you have that. Mm -hmm. Okay, first of all, who gives you faith? Who gives faith? God, because it says he's the author and perfecter of our faith. So you cannot, you cannot work for your faith. You can't decide, okay, now from now on, I am going to believe. You can't do it. Because the author and perfecter of your faith is God. Amen. All right? That's the first thing. But then, what is your faith in? Oh, I believe. I believe, Jesus, that I can raise up the dead and I can heal the sick. Do you know what? Yeah, I believe. But listen, our faith is not on what we're feeling. Our faith is not what we're feeling. Our faith is in a big God. So when we say, I believe I can raise up the dead and heal the sick. What we say is, well, I can't do anything right now. But I believe God is big enough to do the impossible. So your faith is in God. That's why the verse says, the tiniest little bit of faith. You know, there's even a verse, I, I forgot about that one. Um, there's even a verse that says, uh, I believe, but help my own belief. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, Amen. I think it was um, the guy who had a sick 
boy or daughter and mm. you say, yes, Jesus, I know if you come, uh, mm. uh, you know, I, I believe, I had my own belief. So what is he saying? He's like, you know, I've only got a little bit of, I, I'm not even sure I believe completely this thing, but, but, but Jesus, I believe. Okay, it's hey. this tiny thing, okay? Amen. So what we believe in, it, we're not working out something, we're just saying, God, we believe in a big God, the one of the impossible. And that little small seed of me believing in God is the seed for the impossible. Okay? So faith in God is what enables us to enter the things of the kingdom. It makes us relying upon God. It makes us connected to the provider of all things. It enables us to step out and take risks. And because by faith we believe his promises and by faith we will obey and step out and start new things. When he tells us, oh, do you know what? It would be fantastic if you could pray for your uh, work colleague. Ooh, Jesus, I'm not sure. I can't do it. But you would say, oh, no. Oh, I think it's spoken to me. Okay, by faith, I'm going to step out and do Hallelujah. it. Which is my last point. Mm. You see, in this free parable, we can see that there's an element of faith because even if the activation of the seed comes from God, even if the growth of the seed comes from God, even if the reaching of the seed it comes from God, we've got a little part to play. So, for example, in my parables, who does plant the seed? Who works the field and plant the seed? Who does the harvest? Who does? Okay, so who works the yeast in the dough? That woman does. So, what I'm saying is that, is that we, are, we are the workers. We are the laborer. We're the one who plant. We're the one who harvest. We're the one who works the thing in the door. Okay? And there's another preach for another time here about how to learn to partner with God, work out, but resting in him. Because we don't want to burn out. There's another preach on that. We could, you know, uh, go there. But here the point in the parable is, we have work to do. Hallelujah. Okay? Okay, who has ever planted something in a garden? I know he and us. Okay? Who has ever made bread from scratch, not using the bread maker, naughty, naughty, from scratch? <laughs> from scratch, from scratch. What? From scratch. Isn't it a bit hard going? It's super hard going. I mean, oh, just like... I, I, I don't like gardening, so I'm just referring to bread for myself. Uh, knitting the bread, oh my gosh. That's hard going, isn't it? Like, uh, working the land. There is a little bit of commitment. Amen. And there's a little amen. bit of amen. resilience needed amen. there. Amen, amen. Okay? Wow. James 2 says, <clears throat> you know that verse, faith itself without actions is dead. So what he's saying is actually if you have faith and it comes from God it will produce an action. It will produce an action. Faith needs to result in action and that's what will bring the kingdom of God on earth. So you see in our parable something is planted. Okay? Faith provoked an action. I believe God makes, can make that who I'm going to plant seed. Amen. I believe, you know, the dough can be transformed. I'm going to put the first. And I'm going to knit. 
and I'm going to faithfully, faithfully in it, faithfully in it by the Holy Spirit. You know, keep going, keep going because God is good. You know, and find my resource in Him. So by faith, we are using the small deposit God has given us. We are planting them, and we giving heaven an opportunity to reach out and grow beyond anything we could ever do by human effort. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing? Mm, hallelujah. In my conclusion, I would like to say <laughs> that I think we're only scratching the surface mm. of what can God do through our lives. So think about that. The kingdom of God works like a seed, a little mustard seed, Amen. a little yeast seed. Okay? Actually, I brought you some. All right? So if you want to pass that around, and you can even take some and put that in your purse if you want. That's fine. Okay. So you could have a look at it, how small it is. Okay. Because I'm aware not everybody cooks. So have a little look around. How small is that? You can take some if you want. You can play with it. We utterly, utterly depend on God for the activation and the growth of anything we do in the kingdom. But if we are willing to take this seed and plant it, we know it's alive, we know it will grow, and we know it will transform everything around us. All we need is to believe and take a little action to see his absolutely glory being manifested. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna finish. We could still pass this around. That's fine. You can take some if you want. But I would like to pray for a second for us. It's so easy to say, oh, that was good. I learned something and then forget about it. All right. Tomorrow you could just, you know, do your routine and forget about it. But I would like us to turn our heart towards him and pray together. So Jesus, our King, show me the small seeds I can plant in my everyday life. Show me the small seed. Take two minutes to dialogue with him. Jesus, we all have limited resources and limited time. All we need is a small thing. Show me the small seeds. Right now, I would like Holy Spirit to show you people. You might see a face or a name might pop in your head. That's, That's God speaking to you. You know? Maybe it's a kind word. Maybe it's a prayer for someone. Maybe it's helping someone with something. But some of you might just get a name in the head. I want you to take that really seriously. Write it down. Make a decision that this week you will reach out to this person. Okay? Something t- spoke to you as you were listening. That's good. Just write it down. Write it down. Pray. Pray tonight, pray tomorrow. Amen. In your devotion, just say, Jesus, Amen. show me my small seed. Amen. What is it today? What is Amen. it today that I can do who would bring the value of the kingdom? Amen. What is it that I can do? And then we say, God, give me great faith in who you are. Give me great faith in all you are. 
in your ability to take those small things and to grow them Amen. to magnificent things. Amen. Lord Jesus, we believe Amen. you are the God of the impossible, yeah. the God of miracles. Right now we say you are the author or the perfecter of our Amen. faith. Amen. And we Amen. say, we believe in you, help our own beliefs. Hallelujah. We believe in you, help our yes. beliefs. Yes. Take our hearts, Amen. get hold of our hearts. Mm. So we could believe for the more in our lives. And we're not we're not here for just surviving, folks. We're just here to to prosper in every way. And I'm not talking about financially only. I'm talking about good prosperity. You know, we 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 we're here to to have joy, to have peace, all the good things of the kingdom of God. Okay. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are here, that you are present, Lord. You are present, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. Oi, we worship you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you.